I know we are way into the second quarter of the season, but it's time to ask our big questions for the next 20 or so games for the Orlando Magic. Plus, we're going to finish this week strong, if not a, a, a little bit a little bit late. Um, and, and hopefully we don't get injured. We'll see. Let's get into it. It's a Friday edition of Locked On Magic. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 17th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about some of the Magic struggles finishing around the rim. Why the Magic are able to get to the basket, though one of their key issues is they aren't scoring well around there. Um, among their many key issues, it's one of them. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the numbers on that. Plus, we'll review some of the things that we're watching this next phase of the season, these next 20 or so games for the Orlando Magic as they get to the midpoint of the season. It's coming fast, folks. We're, what, game 30 tonight against the Miami Heat? Um, it's coming. The, the season is the season is quickly, you know, we, that turn to January is usually a big a big milestone uh, on my end. Before we get to any of that, though, we do want to remind you all, um, we do want to thank you all, actually, for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us right when we download, and apologize for getting out a little bit later today, um, whether you're listening right when we download, whether on lunch, on break, during the workout, on your way to tonight's Star Wars night against the Miami Heat. Boo! There's a, there's a disturbance in the force here in Orlando with the heat in town. Um, we thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Um, you can download us wherever you download podcasts, plus we are streaming on YouTube. Today's podcast is if I could, I'm able to read this, this line here. Um, Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. They can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Check it out today at Truebill. So we all know the Orlando Magic's uh, offense is not good. <laughs> uh, this team doesn't have a lot of shooting, although I think they're shooting better. Um, this team doesn't have a, a premier kind of score creator, you know, an, a, a surefire all-star player. Um, certainly there are players trending direction. Cole Anthony has played exceptionally well this season. Um, there are guys who are doing more things than maybe we thought, but this is still a team that's looking for a guy or several guys to coalesce around. And and certainly the Magic, you know, being a young team, prone to mistakes, prone to getting over eager, prone to not being at, you know, kind of a level head. Certainly the Magic um, are a team that, uh, are, are, are a team that's going, that's not going to be perfect offensively. Um, and so, yes, you know, we've talked about this throughout the course of the year already. You, you are looking for little victories. You are looking for little signs of making progress. I'll say, I think generally Magic's offense is working and moving the ball places you want them to get. Um, I do think Jamal Moses is more of a read-based offense rather than a kind of strict structure-based offense, which is why I think players like Chimo Kiki are struggling a little bit more um, because it wants everyone, it wants empower players to 
to drive and make decisions. And this is a young team. They're not going to make good decisions all the time. Um, but it's about finding advantages, finding little gaps and moving the ball that way rather than kind of creating sets and, and having a very strict structure to do something. Again, I think for this team, it certainly looks like it's going to be a struggle, but uh, I also think that's going to help this team grow and make those reads and improve in some of those areas. Um, and I also think it's a more modern sensibility for an offense. Um, I, I do think Jamal Mosley is trying to implement uh, some some different styles and different tactics team uh, for Magic coaches in a long time. I mean, shoot, Steve Clifford was very very strict. Uh, you know, I think Jacques Vaughn was very was you know not strict in this. In, you know, Frank Vogel certainly had a set way he wanted his offense to run. Um, Jacques Vaughn, I think, you know, really did a good, really did well to kind of set up isolations and try and set up uh, individual players to be in positions to score. Um, of course, they, they just weren't good at that. Um, and, and again, that's that's kind of the issue with rebuilds. You're not going to have players that are good enough to run any kind of offense um, unless, you know, just things really, really click. And again, I will say this, I'll keep beating this drum. I do think things are going to click at some point this season. Um, when the schedule lightens up and the Magic have a little more time at home later in the year, March and April, the Magic, I think, are going to win some games. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people late in the season. So you just got to hold it on until then. This is sort of the team's tanking time, if you will. Um, they're, they're going to build a little bit of that cushion if, if that is their ultimate goal for the season. So the one area that, that I think has been abundantly clear that Orlando has to improve on, and something that will help a lot of the other issues that they have, especially defensively, is their finishing at the rim, particularly off drives and particularly uh, within five feet. According to NBA.com, the Magic rank dead last on field goal percentage on drives. They're making just 42.8% on these attempts. Now, drive, according to NBA.com and second spectrum, is whenever a player goes from at least 20 feet to the basket to, 10, to within 10 feet of the basket. Um, essentially just any rush to the rim. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're getting all the way to the basket. Um, it doesn't include all those shots, but it does include a lot of these, these pushes into the rim. Things don't look bad on the surface um, because Orlando scores 23.9 points per game from attempts on drives. That's 13th in the entire league. So a big part of the Magic's offense is this driving the basket. Like I said, a lot of what the Magic are trying to do um, is it's a very freelance offense. I, th I really do think that the Magic's offense, it's very free and, and movement-oriented. Um, a lot of it is about getting guys going downhill, you know, giving them the freedom to attack the basket when they're open, and then trying to use the, the, the penetration to get kickouts to open threes, to get guys in spots, and to get the ball moving around, around the horn from there. Um, again, the Magic, again, not a good shooting team. They've missed a lot of open threes. There's at least two or three open threes in that game against the Hawks that if they had gone in, um, I think the, the, the tenor of that game changes. You could certainly point to the Los Angeles Lakers game. Several times Magic drove to the basket in that game, missed a layup, led to a run out from the Lakers because the team didn't replace and didn't move um, move to, to, to get back in time. Um, you know, that's, that's the one bad thing about drives is if you're able to get all the way to the basket and you miss – typically someone that's missing at the top that you have to come replace and, and all that. And so I think, I definitely think that that is part of what's going on with the magic as well is, is, you know, they have all these drives that they're not shooting the ball well on these drives and that's exposing them on the back end. They're 44.4 drives per game rank actually middle of the league. Um, so again, they're last in field goal drives, middle of the league in attempts, 13th, again, middle of the league in points scored. So, again, it, it, it's a, a sort of muddy picture. 
on attempts uh, of field goal attempts taken less than five feet from the basket. The Magic are shooting at a rate of just 58%. That's 27th in the entire league. 27th in the league in field goal percentage within five feet. They're taking 20.8 such attempts per game. That's 14th in the league. So again, Orlando is getting to the basket at a decent clip, not at the highest clip. Again, we're not expecting this team to be fully about that. And and again, I think the Magic's biggest issue offensively is still sometimes when they hang around the perimeter too much and don't get in the paint. So it's good to see these numbers suggest that they are getting the paint a little bit more. Um, but they're not finishing when they get there. Within uh, five to nine feet away, the Magic are 29th, making 32.9% of their shots within five to nine feet. So again, this all just paints a picture of the Magic are not hitting shots close to the basket, whether they're contested, whether they're dismissing them, uh, whether they're not, whether they need to make the read and kick out to the, to the three-point line or kick back out to a, a flare guy, go into the short corner or, or dump it off to the dunker spot, it, wh- wherever, whatever the case may be, the Magic need to be better finishing at the rim or finishing around the rim. The Magic's three most frequent shooters inside this range, inside this five-foot range, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, are all shooting actually below that average number the Magic have posted. Cole Anthony is making 51.1% of his shots within five feet on four attempts per game. Jalen Suggs, he's had his notable struggles at the rim. He's making only 51.7% of his shots at the, at, within five feet on, on 4.2 field goal attempts. And Franz Wagner, he's had some good flourishing finishes. I think we're really confident about what he can become making only 54.1% of his shots within five feet on a team-leading five-and-a-half attempts per game. And again, numbers drop significantly into the 30s in that five- to nine-foot range. So there's a lot of opportunities here, um, but certainly plenty of areas for growth. And that's really the important thing, Um, just, just to remember about this whole season in general. These are all areas for growth. You know, learning how to finish at the rim, learning how to finish at the basket, that's a really tough thing. And I think, I, I mean, Franz Wagner is a great example. Like if you would have told me Franz Wagner has a below average or below team average finishing at the rim, I think you were crazy just watching the film or watching him and my general impressions because that guy finished around the basket. He dunks it hard. He's got good touch around the rim. He's able to, to finish, you know, kind of wild layups. So I'm not worried about Franz Wagner. And, and Cole Anthony's a great example. Why? Cole Anthony last year, made only 49.7% of his field goal attempts within five feet on three and a half field goal attempts per game. So he's already taken a pretty sizable step up, 49.7% to 51.1%. Again, it's not where he wants to ultimately be. He's still got work to do. And this is something you can clearly work on and clearly get better at. Cole Anthony is finishing much more effectively within the paint or around, again, around that five foot range. But again, this is still a problem for this year's team. And as much as those guys need to continue to get better and continue to improve, Orlando has to be smarter about how it finishes at the point um, and how they create for others from their drives. That's that, that, I think, is the biggest point of all. The other thing hanging in the balance in this, of course, is the return of Markel Fultz. In 2020, so not last season when Fultz six games, in 2020, Fultz made 60.5% of his shots within five feet and 48 and a half point eight drives per game. If, if there's anything to learn from anything, it's that, yes, there are really good drivers and really bad drivers and really good finishers and 
pretty okay finishers, not not great finishers. And Markel Fultz is we've all suspected is someone if he's kept any of this again. That's 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 the big if. If he's kept any of this, is someone that's going to help this team finish better in the paint, create better in the paint, and be a, a bigger factor for the Magic on drives. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the that we have for the second quarter of the season now that we're almost halfway through the second quarter of the season already. Um, unbelievably, we're almost, I mean, game 41 is the midpoint. We'll take another. Pause and assess where the match. But first, yes, a quick word from our pals at Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's it's really kind of a business scam. I mean, look, they offer it because they they want they don't want you don't want the inconvenience of having to remember. Oh, did I pay this bill? Did I pay this subscription bill? But the trick is you forget that that subscription exists and you keep paying for it nonetheless because you because they they told you, hey, set this up for an auto renew. It's easy. Look, every it happens to everyone. We forget subscriptions. We forget things that we're paying for on a monthly basis and. Ultimately, we want to save money. So don't let these corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you're, no matter when you're listening to us. Sorry, excuse me. Um, no matter when you're listening to us, uh, whether it's right when we upload, right when uh, on your way to work, on your way home from work, on your way to the Magic game tonight, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, you can find Locked On Magic wherever you download podcasts, as well as streaming on YouTube. We are. About we've well past the quarter mark of the season. Season uh, this year, we're nearing the midpoint of the season. Believe it or not, we're going to be a couple weeks away from that. Maybe another month away from that. Um, as we hit game thirty tonight for the Atlanta. And usually, what I, I like to do, um, I do like to take a pause as we can, because obviously the games don't stop. I do like to take a pause and evaluate where the team is. At at each quarter quarter mark on this, like the games are divided into quarters, the season into quarters. And, you know, look, I expected the first quarter to be a little rough. I, I expected the second quarter, this quarter specifically to be really rough for this team. The schedule, the magic face from thank face from Thanksgiving to about Christmas, a little past Christmas actually is one of the toughest schedules that I've ever seen. Um, the fact that the magic leave tonight, after tonight's game, on a on a three game road trip, after a five game West Coast road trip, they they they, they don't even get a week at home after a long road trip. Um, the fact that they're leaving tonight for a three game road trip against 
some pretty good teams. Um, you know, Brooklyn obviously is Brooklyn. Even with all the guys they're missing, Brooklyn is still Brooklyn. Um, they get who they get. They get Toronto on Monday, which you know, you know, def- definitely a winnable game for Magic. Again, no game is winnable for the Magic, but it's definitely a game they can be a little bit more competitive in. Um, and then of course they get uh, Atlanta once again on Wednesday, and then the back to back against New Orleans, and 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 then they're back on the road once again. This is this has been incredibly difficult stretch. It's been incredibly unfair to ask this young team to be to 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 be successful on this stretch, at least in the win column, especially considering all the injuries they had. I again I, I keep I keep banging this drum. I, I I don't think I'm being wrong here. Um I don't think my predictions are, are going to be completely off base here. The the end of the schedule, the magic schedule after the all-star break, um at least at the beginning of the season was ranked as the easiest schedule after the All-Star break in the entire league. Um, there was hope from some of us, certainly me, that if the Magic could get off to a decent start, they'd be able to make up ground late in the season. I don't think that's going to be the case now. I think the Magic are probably a little too far out. And yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do. They'd have to go on an incredible tear to make the playoffs a thing. I, I think 500 is probably going to be the number to make the make the play-in tournament this year. I don't think the Magic can make up that much ground. It'd be impressive if they did. Um, and certainly would say some very good things about this young talent if they were able to do so. Um, but I do think the Magic are going to be a lot more productive um, and a lot more successful on the win column later in the season. So do not be upset when that happens. That's just how this schedule was made. That's just how this thing was made. And even if the Magic sit guys, um, I, I think the Magic, I mean, certainly you want these young guys to be playing a lot better later in the season anyway. Um, the Magic just, the Magic don't have a roster. They should be sitting guys. Um, they should be letting these young guys play, letting these young guys experience some success. And if that costs you uh, a spot in the draft, so be it. Um, you know, again, that's just that my, that's just not my philosophy to, to play the draft lottery that way. But we still have a lot of questions that we have to get to this season. A lot of questions that we have to uh, have to have to figure out uh, with this group over these next now 10, 10 15 um, as the season continues. And so we typically do two things. We name our MVP, which was Cole. Anthony, obviously, for the first season. And then we ask questions looking ahead to the second quarter of, of the season. And, and there are definitely a few that today from, from the article that that we wrote. Um, certainly, the deadline is going to be uh, on the horizon for the Orlando Magic. We talked a little bit about that earlier in the week. We expect Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, and Mobamba to kind of be in the trade market and on trade discussions throughout the course of the, of, of the next month. Um, so that'll be something that we'll be watching um the next the next thing that i want to chat a little bit about um you know certainly uh injuries have been a big story too and one of the things that we will be watching and one of the things that we will be thinking about as we continue on through this the next course of this next phase Fultz comes back when jonathan comes back and when jalen Suggs come back now obviously that's not the most immediate thing barco Fultz is back practicing with the team he is back um he is back doing more workouts with the team as well as with the Lakeland Magic. Uh, my suspicion, uh, I don't have this confirmed, my suspicion is that Fultz will probably spend the next week with the Lakeland Magic, practicing with them, doing workouts with them, getting work in their gym, um, just to kind of get himself acclimated. I- I've kind of targeted a few dates for his potential return. I think the Magic would like him to return at home. Um, I-, I think they'd like him to return someplace where they can really evaluate him and really, really get him really get him going um, and, and kind of keep him in their gym a little bit. 
um, you know, where they have all the equipment that they need for him. Um, and so I would, you know, I've been targeting the Milwaukee games, uh, December 28th and December 30th as his potential return. Um, if they don't get him in there, the magic go on another road trip in January or early January, then they have another big road trip in mid January. Um, it, it he's going to come back eventually. Um, and they may not get the perfect situation for him to come back, but I would imagine there, that there'd be some hope or at least from my perspective for, for him, uh, to, to get, to get some at home. If we're in ideal world, um, I would think that the end of the month would be the best time to get him back in the lineup. And it, it does sound like he is, you know, close, obviously he's playing five on five. He's practicing with the team a little bit. Um, so now it's just about building up conditioning and seeing how he feels taking the bumps and contacts of playing five on five and getting him game ready. Um, so, you know, I think the match can bring along slowly, uh, Jonathan Isaac, obviously we saw him on the bench, um, the other day, uh, against the Hawks. So he's still with the team. He's still doing, he's still there. He still exists. Um, but obviously we don't know where he's at in his pro progression. Um, again, the last update we got a few weeks ago was that he, uh, was a little bit behind faults. Um, he wasn't playing quite, he wasn't playing at least five on five yet or playing two on two, three on three yet. Um, but the magic seemed to be very confident that he's improved his shot, that he's continued to work on his skill set, Um, and that it's just a matter of making sure he has the strength and, and stability to come back full time. I think the magic are being very careful and cautious because they don't want another stop. Essentially. They want, they want him back. They want him back for good. They want to not worry about any more lower body issues. Um, obviously he had the ankle issues. Some, some of that's random. You can't control a lot of that. Um, he's and then he's, he's had the two knee issues. And as Jeff Waltman pointed out, um, it's essentially been two years since, uh, since Jonathan Isaacs played basketball full time. And so, I think there's a lot of caution to bring him back slowly, make sure he's reacclimated so that he can stay with it for the rest of the time. And that's, that's, that's really the truth. And then of course, Jalen Suggs, he got, um, and uh, he got an evaluation uh, earlier this week, still going, still progressing through his rehab, still progressing through his injury. It sounds like he'll have another two week period where he will be reevaluated uh, before he will be reevaluated. Um, and so that'll be one of the big questions that that'll come up. Um, obviously, obviously injuries have been a huge story for this season. Um, and they've been a, they're, they're a huge story and a huge thing for this team in general. Um, there's just no getting around it. The Magic are an injured team. On the injury report today, Cole Anthony is questionable with a sprained ankle. Mo Bamba is questionable with a sprained ankle. Gary Harris is questionable with uh, left hamstring tightness. And the latest addition, in addition to the normal five that have been out for most of the season, Jalen Suggs, Cole, uh, Jalen Suggs, Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Ethan Moore, and Michael Carter-Williams, Stakis is now in health and safety protocols. He is out for his game. It's been a lot of injuries. Magic have had more injuries than any other team in the league. Um, that, that includes of course the, the four that have been out the entire season. So that, that juices those numbers a little bit. Um, so Orlando is certainly waiting to see what, see what they can get from anyone and how much they can rely on anyone. Obviously they've had to lean on a lot of players a whole lot this year. It's, it's, it's been rough. There's just no other way to put it. It has been a very, very rough season. Um, and so a lot of the season is just about getting guys healthy again. And that's really, I think, what the second quarter of the season is about, is, is trying to find some health, getting some of these guys back in. As Jeff Fultman said, one of the goals for the season is to reintegrate those injured players, and, and we're waiting to see how they do that. We'll talk a little about the Orlando Magic's game against the Miami Heat coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick at Built Bar. Look, it's the holiday season there's plenty of food going around. There's plenty of gifts being given. Give the gift of Built Bar. It is truly 
the perfect stocking stuffer. Literally, you can just put it right in the stuff, right in the stocking there. Um, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and sometimes even better than a candy bar, frankly. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And yes, high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There are so many flavors you will have a hard time choosing which one is your favorite, like raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. The answer is cookies and cream, by the way. Um, Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or just deal with family in general. Built Bar can give you that just something to keep you going. So just throw one in your jacket or purse. Always have one with you. You never know when you're going to need it. Um, like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallow through and through with different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your one-stop shop for all the latest props and odds um, in the sports world. They have more than ever before as the football season continues to wind to playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcomeness on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The Orlando Magic will take on the Heat tonight at the Center. It is going to be a very different Miami Heat. Maybe the one we are accustomed to seeing. Um, it'll be a very different Orlando Magic team than perhaps the one we are accustomed to seeing with all the injuries that both teams are facing. Right now, Bam Adebayo's out for the Heat. Jimmy Butler's out for the Heat. Tyler Hero's listed as questionable for tonight's game. It, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a rough one uh, in a lot of ways. But look, give the Heat credit. They play really, really hard. Um, they they still have Kyle Lowry, obviously. Um, they they do some. They they do the heat. They bend really well. Um, and that's obviously the start of every, every everything. I mean, they're they're like say what you want about the Heat fans and, and everything. Heat culture is a real thing. Um, and, and and their guys play it really, really well. And especially against you know they play really well against Philadelphia. They built a twenty point lead. They almost lost it but they were able to pull out the win in the end. Um, and obviously that's that's why they're the Heat. That's why that they do the things that they do. Um, it's going to be a tough game for the Magic. Every game's a tough game for the Magic. That should go without saying. Um, and especially if the Magic are without Cole Anthony. I mean, look, the Magic have no chance of Cole Anthony's out. Like, let's, let's just be real. Um, they just don't have enough scoring push and scoring force, and they don't have any other point guards. If RJ Hampton has to start a point guard, this game's going to get ugly very, very, very fast. And again, you know, we're at a point now where, you know, if this happens, we're not learning anything about this team. And then that that's that's going to be, again, it's like the end of last season. That's the most frustrating part. When you're not learning anything about your young players, they're just kind of going through the motions. That's that's what tanking is. And, and so that's the magic are on the verge of having a roster very much like that. A culture win. I'd like to see some culture play. Like, let's see this team get after it defensively. Let's see this team be a little bit more precise defensively. Honestly, I don't care if they make shot, make or miss shots. 
I want to see the team play with the defensive attitude and intensity that they say that they're going to play with. And if they can do that, you know, again, look at Miami. You play good defense, you have a chance to win. That's that's the bottom line in this league, especially in the regular season. If you play good defense, you have a chance to win. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. Ahsoka Tano herself, Ashley Eckstein, is reportedly going to be in the building. Um, I know they're doing like some meet and greet with her um, for some ticket holders, but hopefully she gets to say Go Magic, the Orlando, or, or, Orlando resident. Remember, Ahsoka's from Orlando. Um, went to Dr. Phillips High School, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so very, very excited to have the greatest living Jedi ever. No. Yeah. Oh, no, I said it. Ahsoka is the best Jedi. The, deal with it. Deal with it. Nikola Vucevic, that one. Um, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening advice. Um, you can find me on chat, Philip R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast with Lee, with your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling. They have all the latest um, that you might need to get ready for the weekend's games. That's going to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Dealing, Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.